0: You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams.
1: The JSC has closed its doors for another day. So, as it's a Thursday, it's time for the double headed Dream Team edition of the Five O'Clock Shadow with Viv Govender from Rand Swiss and David Shapiro from Sasfin Securities. Now, Viv, I'm going to start with you because I'm suddenly looking at the Rand. And I can see it's 19.55 against the US dollar. And yes, I know it's not independent RAND weakness because it's the US dollar, which is against the Euro 105. And I noticed something from Magnus Haystack on Twitter today or X today saying, yeah, the dollar is strong against every single currency. But the RAND at 19.55, it's a whisker away from being 20. And then who knows beyond that? It's not great, is it, Viv?
0: Oh, most certainly not. I mean, we not, like you said, we're not the only one. I mean, we had the yen, I think, breach 150 for a, few, a little bit before coming back. Uh, I mean, we have other places in Africa, like Naira has, I think they breached over the last week or so, they breached 1,000 uh, to the to the dollar in the, in the black market rate. I think it's still in the mid uh, 700s in the official rate, but, you know, that's not great. Uh, yeah, so uh, the dollar is getting a lot stronger. And quite frankly, it comes up the fact that the U.S., despite all its problems, which we'll discuss, I'm sure, remains the strongest economy in the world, and everybody else is in a worse situation.
1: Yeah, the US 10-year Treasury bond yield, David, or an America file, if that's the right word, a U.S.ophile. Anyway, you like America and quite right. And if you had to have your money in any bond market, it might be America. But on the other hand, I mean, people keep phoning me up and saying, well, it's because China's dumping bonds. They're trying to destabilize the U.S. economy by selling all their bonds, which I think is a lot of nonsense. But the U.S. 10-year, close to 5%, it's also a little bit disturbing, apart from what we've spoken about with Viv.
2: It, it's disturbing, but it, it seems to be a hysterical situation. And uh, it's, it's always at points like this that the markets turn in the other direction. I think they have a kind of blowout. Yeah, I what um, with you. Mm. What, what I, it, why I say that is every man and his dog is now an expert on American debt you <laughs> know, and understands the budget deficit there and uh, you know is, is a political expert in that. And when you start to hear... Uh, those kind of theories being bandied about by people who know absolutely nothing, and I include myself in that. You know, I'm saying it's it's such a difficult situation to grasp uh, the American, you know, finance and the 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 the, st- the structures or the foundation of those bond markets. But when they start acting like this, you know, when they start just blowing out, then you know something's going to break. And my only problem is that I I, I just hope that. It's not the economy that breaks, and and we get what's called the bond uh, vigilantes. You know, they they come there and they can smell weakness, and they kind of push it, hoping that it's going to cause um, the Fed or someone like that, you know, to res- Well, the Fed to respond. So I, I, I it's it's funny. I I'm just watching as a spectator as the gladiators go at each other, you know, and I, and I say, okay, I'll I'll wait and I'll come pick up the mess just now, which. I'm sure it's going to happen soon. And I think it's going to be a turning point. I, I can't see America continue along this line.
1: Hey, a, a gladiator uh, governor wants to say something here.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, here's the thing. I mean, I don't know if you watch what happened in the U.S. this last week yeah. where Matt yeah. Gates got uh, Kevin McCartney out uh, of, uh, yes. of the speakership, right? I honestly think this is a case where he didn't intend this to happen. He thought, when uh, you looked at interviews before, that, he thought a couple of Democrats would come across, support McCartney, mm-hmm. basically make uh, you know, his political point without having any real-world impact because they would still have all the, the, the stuff going through in terms of uh, having the debt ceiling done, et cetera, et cetera. And he could just say, oh, look, uh, this guy is uh, the Speaker of the Republicans, but he's only there because the Democrats supported him, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that he won and that uh, McCartney is not going to be running again now means that we have about 40 days for the stream to be extended again. Okay, the last time I think you had, uh, with the last speaker Macata was elected, I think he had over a dozen votes, you know, required to get to him, to him to, to basically uh, get the position. So you're going to have a new guy basically run, get the votes. This new guy is probably going to be more to the left, or to, sorry, to the right of uh, of uh, you know the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Then this new guy is going to have to go out and try and get a deal done. That's going to basically get the dead thing because it's going to be passed all the way through. Uh, Is probably going to have to do something, uh, you know, about you know uh, not funding yeah. or reducing it for Ukraine, uh, and 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 all this has to happen in the next forty days. Hmm. Now. We've always talked about the fact that the U.S. really can't default on its debt. It requires an incredible act of stupidity. But you know when you have an act of stupidity? when there's nobody in charge. And right now, there's nobody in charge. I'm telling you there's a serious chance yeah, Viv, of a serious act of stupidity happening here.
2: I know. Are they lunatics. I mean, it's, it's on on the fringe. But they're not. It's not even on the fringe. what? I, you brought up a point that I was talking about. Is it a secret vote, or does it uh, happen one by one? No, I don't think
0: there's a secret vote here. I don't think there is you know a secret vote You know why I here. say
2: that? Because I, I I, also thought that the Democrats would come and say, okay, yeah. let's support him. You know, let's just keep him in. Better the devil you know. Um, and, and I was surprised that they all voted against him.
0: No, this, know, this whether they want is, chaos,
2: yeah. you know, whether they want chaos, but out of this chaos, as you say, you're not sure who you're going to get. And, yeah. I mean, the skates, is, he's, he's a nutter of, of note.
1: As you go on, I'm a very shallow person, as you know, David, and Viv, you've come to know my shallowness. But he looks evil, doesn't
0: he? He does oh, no, totally. no. He, he, he looks, he, he looks look like, like the, the devil.
2: Eyebrows.
0: No, no, not what Lindsay. Yeah. yeah, go on, Viv. He not just looks evil. Have you seen the stuff he's been accused of? I mean, beyond the political stuff. Yeah. Uh, we, we're talking about some really sick stuff he's been accused of. Yes. Okay. Just Google his name, and you'll find. I'm not going to talk about it here. I don't know what your your your, your censorship stuff says, but he's been accused <laughs> of some really. I'm not talking like the normal corruption kind of stuff. I'm talking about some real sick stuff here. Hmm. So, uh, he, 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 look at his. There's the, I, I'm not going to say you... he's been. Yeah. Yeah. But there's some very bad stuff this has been accused of. <laughs> like the worst stuff. Like the yeah. absolute worst stuff. Yeah.
2: He was, he was accusing someone. Oh, he's Michael Cohen. When Michael Cohen was uh, going to testify against Trump, I think mm. he was—he uh, started to accuse or said Michael, you know, Michael Cohen, I think males, and they're telling him that his wife has been sleeping around and all kind of weird things like this. He's a total, total nutter, mm. you know. And uh, but that's yeah. American politics, you know. You've got—we had a president who was a total
0: nutter not too long ago, and it still seems to be around so I'm- <laughs> I'm not, I'm just about, I mean, i've seen the latest polls guys you, you, you understand um, tr- trump is at the current moment trump does not just look like he might win it looks like he's a guaranteed winner against biden <laughs> no. I, I mean, the Washington post has him as a significant like advantage i mean biden needs to have i think a two percent advantage against trump to basically win mm. by a, like a whisker even uh, there because electoral college Trump wins. trump has a like in some polls, like a three, 4% advantage over Biden. That is like a Reagan-esque kind of like, you know, uh, like win. It's huge.
1: Well, if anyone can't beat Biden, they're not worth their salt. I mean, because Biden, I'm I'm sorry, he's a very nice fellow and everything. But, you know, in a couple of years' time, he won't even be able to
0: speak because he's he's already slurring his words. But he's got to... Even worse. Yeah, go on. Even worse, right? What's the one thing that will sink any party? When you have a third-party candidate from your party running as well, and you have Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Wow. saying he's going to run, so if he runs, gets five percent of the vote, most of that will come from Biden, and that will guarantee a Trump victory. It's, it's it would not even be a close thing. It would be Trump winning every state almost. Oh, dear, it, is, it is it is it is. Next year looks not. It looks weirdly. Like, like Trump's yeah. going to come back, and not just it's, it's okay. Right
1: now, well, answer me this question then, Viv and David, and David. And David, I'll start with you because you know more about America practically and you know from, from personal experience than both Viv and I do. Is if Trump gets in. Let's say that he gets in. Let's say that there's this whole, uh, I mean, very, very efficient PR machine he's got going. I mean, I get three emails a day from the Donald Trump organisation saying, "patriot." he calls me Patriot. And he says you 're one of my um, biggest fans you 're one of my biggest contributors meanwhile I've, I've, I would never haven 't and I would never ever pay any money to this this freak but if he gets in, David, what do you think the stock market would do? What do you think the bond market would do? Do you think it would embrace like, you know, it immediately
2: and, no, they 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 just move on they move on. What happens is is the general uh, I think they're going to be you know significant problems you first got Uh, his relationship with Europe, you know, his relationship with Putin, his relationship with all of those, which as much as we dislike Biden or criticize him, has done a lot for America in this. He's just calmed the waters. And he did unify Europe, certainly against the Ukraine. Now, Trump is just a repugnant man who out of spite, you know, will uh, kick the dog and and, and try to break things down. So Mm. you can imagine what, you know, you can imagine his vengeance. You can imagine he will go out against everybody who said anything bad against him in 2020. You know, he's a vindictive, nasty man. This is your president of the United States, you know. Uh, so this is the man that we're talking about that's going to be uh, the so-called uh, superpower leader. So you can imagine, you know, um, you know what what will be unleashed Anything else, you know, he will be spiteful to the extreme, and for people living in America, it's going to be a nightmare. Other than those in the trailer, in the you know, in the trailer parks or something like that, I mean, they will rejoice. They'll have a country and western uh, celebration, and so on, and beat up everybody, and you know, whatever, and have tattoos done, and and so on. But I mean, for civilized America, if you can call them that, it's going to be an absolute nightmare.
1: Well, America is a great country, but I mean, I've got my my editor, actually, and she'll be listening to this now. And I'm not going to say her name or anything, but on the other hand, she is in Iowa seeing a friend uh, she sent me this video and I said that looks pretty suburban to me and she says it's very midwest it's very suburban and it's very very Trump and this is uh, you know a a big chunk of America Viv and it is disturbing it's it's very disturbing to have a look at, at what's going on and Trump I was watching CNN last night at some absurd hour after I'd been watching football and he implicated himself in some sort of fraud he, he said the wrong things and you could see his lawyers in the background going oh my goodness it was like that moment when he was talking about covid and injecting people with disinfectant he had the same look on their faces he is a nutshell, but these people with their make america great hats and everything are loving it viv and I, and i find it disturbing not just for america but
0: for the world yeah, but you see, it's a weird thing here. Right? David mentioned, I think it's the reverse actually, uh, because the Biden presidency has been very good for a certain part of the US population and it's actually the very poor. The the, the lowest couple of quartiles of the US population have done better right now. And in fact, we are seen for the first time in forever a narrowing of the gap in terms of, uh, you know, uh, between the rich and the poor in the US. Yes, uh, And the reason that people are, are so depressed is because all the rich people are the ones that make all the news. And so they haven't seen any improvement. So therefore, they talk about the world being you know, crappy and so on at the moment. But th- there's been a lot of improvement in the U.S. economy. But I, like I said, it's for the first time in forever, it's happening at the lowest end of the society. And so it's, it's a weird thing. For instance, uh, right now, the U.S. inflation rate is coming down or has been like reasonably lower. We've seen uh, this, um, an uptick in terms of employment. We've seen uh, you know, wages rising for the first time in forever. You know, really good things happening, but weirdly enough, it's not reflecting through to what the population is seeing at the moment. The people are still talking about, you know, all uh, prices, still talking about petrol prices, because you know, when prices go up, people. You have to take some time to get used to it. And if they went up and stopped going up for a little while, people still think they're still high. You know what I mean? They don't think, oh, it stopped rising. So the inflation rate may have become down, but the prices still remain high, and that's what's hurting it at the moment. Yeah, so I, I think it's weird. But in terms of the market, I think it's going to be very positive for the market if Trump wins. Because what he's going to do is going to cut interest, uh, infl- taxes. He's going to cut corporate taxes. He'll cut uh, individual taxes. Uh, he'll spend some money on people. And that's going to basically, and, and there's only two things that make the market move. Historically, it's interest rate and taxation. Yes. And both those things will be better off under Trump than they are under Biden. Nothing to do with Trump except for the taxes. The interest rates will come down in a couple of years' time. That's just how things are going to be. And the market is going to rally. But as a reasonable um, human
1: being, you wouldn't vote for Trump because it would help your pocket, would you, Viv? Please tell me you wouldn't.
0: <laughs> hey, depending how much health helps my pockets here, but yeah, it's, it's 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 good. But look, I mean the people that vote for him are actually people probably from the lower end, like you do mention. Yes. Uh, the U.S. has had a weird uh, realignment in terms of their, their thing. It used to be the blue collars voted for the yeah. Democrats and the corporates voted for Republicans. Now it's the reverse: corporates mm-hmm. vote for Republicans, uh, blue collars vote for Republicans. The Democrats have been very stupid in abandoning the unions. Uh, luckily, mm-hmm. we see Biden on the UAW uh, line. But the Democrats were very dumb abandoning the working class. Uh, and they have abandoned the working class. And that's kind of where Trump has gone and, and kind of gotten his, uh, you know, meeting. Hey, meeting they, well. Yeah. The
2: other thing is that it's strange, but the Latinos and Hispanics actually are Republicans. You would have thought yeah. you would have, that's, that's exactly what Viv is saying. Yes. You would have thought that those would have been the people who supported the Democrats, and not at all. And you can see that if ever there is an example of that, that's in uh, Florida. Where are and these madmen come from, even Gates, you know. This, uh, uh, so it, it it is a very weird situation. But, uh, you know, with Trump, it's it's Angela Merkel said, you know, his uh, truths become lies, and the lies become truths. And he doesn't care. He just goes on and uh, sprouts out this rubbish, and people love it. You know, if you say it, if you keep repeating it, it becomes truth.
1: Exactly. You start and, to and believe you it yourself. I just wonder if he ever believes stop. it. I don't want to go on too much about it. There's other oh, things no, to talk about. Doubt. But does he really believe it himself? He's, if he repeats it enough, he looks in the mirror look and looks at oh, that silly haircut yeah. and you know that, that uh, photograph which he's put on t-shirts and mugs and everything. Does he yeah. believe it? I don't think. I think, if, I think he maybe does. A he's a nutjob. Psychopath and psychopath, he will
2: believe it. Mm. You know, you know, it's 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 their personalities. They convince themselves. That it's <laughs> that it's a truth, or they don't I, bother to. I, I just I just shudder. I just think, oh God, <laughs> my poor children, you know? grandchildren, <laughs> my, my kids having to having to, to to stand up, you know, for the American flag or whatever it is, and uh, it's I you know it's a very disturbing situation from Europe's point of view as well. Um, how they're going to handle this man and what it's going to do to global politics, uh, I don't know i just i just shut i just i don't know sometimes you've got to pray lindsey maybe this is the time i started praying
1: i'll never go that far but i, I certainly <laughs> worry now let's talk about something else which is also disturbing because we're, we're getting very uh, trump obsessed here okay it says here prices for platinum group metals we're coming back to yeah. south africa now prices for platinum group metals which have declined rapidly over recent months could remain depressed, Craig Miller, CEO of the world's biggest platinum miner by value, told Reuters. I really hope I'm wrong, but the way I'm setting up the business is that those prices are in place for a bit of time, Miller said in an interview. I like his honesty, but I don't like the facts. The Anglo-American unit and its South African peers, it goes on to say, including Sibania, Stillwater, and Impala Platinum, had been raking in windfall profits, we know that, and the Treasury knows that as well, as prices for the metals, which are used as catalysts, etc., soared. Rhodium, which is extracted from platinum, hit almost $30,000 an ounce in, in 2021, and palladium soared to more than 3400 an ounce, after Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It's now, let me have a look here, uh, Palladium is now at a five-year low, and it goes on, and it says the rapid plunge in prices is threatening jobs in South Africa, hello, which has some of the world's deepest aging and costly platinum mines. Viv, we've got all the platinum group metals in the world, well, 75% of them, and yet aging, deep prices plunging. This is terrible for South Africa. One of the reasons the RAND is where it is now.
0: Yeah, but I mean, this is, this is an obvious thing. This is like basically talking about the fact that the price for a horseshoe metal is going down just as somebody invents a car. We are in a situation right now where in the next, say, 15 years or so, it's quite likely that the majority of vehicles sold in the world are going to be electrical vehicles, which do not need catalytic converters. And the primary use for platinum is catalytic converters. A platinum and platinum metals is catalytic converters. You take that out, and the demand for this thing goes down dramatically. And what's going to happen is, number one, you could recycle the platinum out of these converters. In fact, it's a huge problem with the West right now because the platinum is worth so much that people are just stealing the catalytic converters from cars, You know, getting it, cutting it out and running away with it. When you don't have the need for you know, conver- uh, converters in cars, that platinum will be recycled and be in the market as a new source of supply. There'll be no need or very little need for new platinum for the mines. So the price of the stuff is going to come down. And unless we see some real reason why you don't expect in the next 15 years or so uh, EVs to really like, you know, continue what they're doing right now, platinum is a, is a silly place to be in. Or you could figure out some other use for this particular metal. Uh, jewelry is nice, but it's a majority use. It is catalytic converters <laughs> that, that determine the, the demand.
1: David Shapiro, you're sitting there and you're saying you're probably shaking your head actually. I can't hear you shaking your head, but you're probably saying, now, I told you so.
2: I what what I where I say I told you so is that platinum hasn't been performing well. In other words, it hasn't lived up to uh the so called green metal uh expectations or views that people have had. And I think Viv is right. Something's, something is very wrong there. And I think to a large extent, it's the recycling that's taking place. You, you know, it's not, it, it, you don't lose that platinum. You take it from an old car and you put it in a new car. You might have to clean it up a bit. I don't, I doubt whether uh, 60% of, uh, you probably recycle 60% are making it up, but it's a kind of uh, number that I've heard brandished about. Yeah. So in an, an environment where, where you're going to get, yes, we still use it. There's still a lot of petrol cars out there, that, but I think it's going to get less and less. And and the performance is a big, big worry. You know, if, if, if you think that uh, uh, Palladium was, uh, you know, with the Russians not being able to supply it or whatever at the time where there were sanctions against it, prices have mm-hmm. just gone down. There's been no, uh, you know, there's been no increase. There was a little bit of a blip. At the time uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, but subsequent to that it's just been heading one, you know one way down, and below nine hundred this is this is warring territory H-60. it might be the bottom it normally mm-hmm. is it it normally bounces from these levels, but even if it does bounce you know it 's not going to get to twelve hundred it's not going to get i think, I remember in two thousand and eight if i I think it was about two thousand three hundred or thereabouts. You know, that's where platinum was. Admittedly, the rand was a lot cheaper, but, but it's it's a worry. The the direction of, of of platinum, in my view, is a is a deep deep worry
1: and this is where people the deep value investors come in and say this is exactly Mm. when all the bad news is being spouted by shapiro and governor and williams on a podcast this is exactly when we should buy but i don't know i just i i I can't i I can't see it when the ceo of anglo-american platinum says i hope i'm wrong but i can't see things recovering so he obviously knows stuff he looks at his yeah. forward books, Viv, don't you think? Don't, th- th- this is a clever man. This is a man who works with PGM metals every single day, and he's not confident. He's not saying, well, actually, okay, it's a bit of a slump at the moment, and world markets are doing this and doing that, so it's affecting hedge funds, etc." He's not saying that at all. He's saying, ah, I really hope I'm wrong, but, Viv, don't you think? Yes. Yeah. Look, I
0: mean, I, I think it comes. It's, it's a simple thing. This thing is used primarily for catalytic converters. Mm. That, that, you only need catalytic converters if you have an internal combustion engine, because you need to clean the exhaust from burning that fuel. If you're not making that fuel burn in, a, in your engine and you have an electric engine instead, you don't need this metal that thing. And uh, David is right. It's about 60% recycling at the moment, but that's only because they are using older techniques in lots of places. When you get to the -the state-of-the-art techniques on this thing, it's well in excess of 90%, over 95% that can be recycled, you know what I mean, from the catalytic converters. We're talking about the the best techniques out there at the moment. So yeah, the overall market here is is one of those things where, unless you see some reason that electric cars are not going to be, you know, growing at the rate that people predict they're going to be growing in the next, say, 50 years or so. If you see some reason that the European Union is going to come out and say, okay, we're taking away that target of not uh, buying or having new electric vehicles, or in terms of capacity, by 2035, I think it is. The same thing in the U.S., where China and India are happy to have the people basically drowning in a sea of smog, you know, (laughs) uh, in the next, say, decade or two. Uh, This stuff is not going to be uh, in as much demand, unless you can provide a new uh, reason for it to exist, some other reason to use platinum out there. And that's what's required because the primary use right now, like I said, is disappearing.
1: I've got a wedding ring in a little box somewhere. I've lost it. I've lost it, but I'll, I'll find it. I've got a little plat wedding ring uh, there. And I remember it was $1,600 an ounce when I bought the thing and the rand, but the rand was twice the price The Japanese it is, it?
2: used to be, yeah, they were the big buyers of, uh, mm. of jewelry because of apparently it... It it looked better on their skin than gold, you know, or they would buy white gold. I mean, long before we got the catalytic converters, that was the big, you know, that was the big market for platinum was the Japanese jewelry industry. Platinum is very
0: dangerous, by the way. Platinum rings are very dangerous. Yeah, because if you get in an accident and it gets squashed, very difficult to cut. It's it's a much harder, tougher metal than uh, gold is. So, if you're in an accident and your free hand gets crushed or something, they're going to have to cut your finger out almost to get that thing off.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it, 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 the likelihood of that happening uh, of, is one in 10 million or something. But yeah, I, 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 I shall remember never to put it on my finger again. Thanks for the tip. Okay, let's have a look at some markets now because, as we said earlier on, the Rand is under pressure. Uh, the dollar Rand is 1955. The British pound against the Rand is 2377. The Euro is 20. 58 against the rand, and these are really big moves for the dollar, the pound, and the euro against the rand, all around about one and a quarter percent better against the local currency. Euro dollar 105.25, which is unchanged from last night, but still at a highly elevated. Level British pound against the US dollar, 121.60. Okay, commodities now. Yeah, okay, we've got the gold price at 1817. Looking horrible and has done for a while. The platinum price 863, which is down just over two percent or eighteen dollars an ounce. Palladium down twenty-six dollars an ounce to eleven forty-five. Now the other one which is quite startling, and it's all to do with the with the US dollar and also talk of recession and lack of demand for commodities. Is the energy complex? I mean, we were talking uh, merrily last week, the, the three of us, about oil at ninety-four, ninety-five. Brent crude oil is now eighty-four dollars forty-six. It's down 1.6% today. I know there is a technical reason for this. One of the the reasons, apart from lack of demand, is the backwardation that you've got in the market. So when the futures prices change from whatever it is, from October to November, December, etc., as the market is in backwardation, in other words, the spot prices are higher than the futures prices, then immediately the price comes down when the front month changes. Again, a technicality. But anyway, Brent is 84.43 now down 1.6%. Crude oil uh, in the States, West Texas, is down 1.4%, $83.07 per barrel. Natural gas prices, on the other hand, have gone through the roof. In the last two or three trading days, and today up six and a half percent to three dollars fifteen BTUs, which and it was um two forty two fifty just a couple of weeks ago, so extraordinary moves in the commodities markets and yeah that, that disturbs me somewhat u s ten year treasury bond yield as spoken about earlier on four point seven three percent now barely changed from yesterday, but very much changed over the last month South african ten year exactly eleven Percent and that is down actually eight basis points since yesterday, so it's above eleven percent anyway. S and P five hundred futures four thousand two hundred sixty four down point eight percent as people worry about rising interest rates or rather interest rates remaining high. Bitcoin twenty seven thousand seven hundred eighty five, which is up another one and a half percent. And what else we got? I don't know. David, when when I read those markets, do you, do you get a bit depressed?
2: Not really. I just I just. uh because I'd rather it was in this situation than just grinding along. You know that this is going to come to an end, uh, you know, and uh, that's why I'm I'm watching this hysteria um, take place and uh, just waiting for something to crack, you know, spe- especially with the dollar where it is. The rand at 1952, as we've been talking about, it's got nothing to do with the rand. No. This, is, uh, this is to do with dollar strength. So something's going to uh, to, to crack. Funny enough, and and tomorrow we got the job numbers. You know. yeah. uh, yesterday we got a we we got a hint that uh, that the jobs uh, you know that, that things were slowing down, uh, so the market picked up. Today the the claims are um, at historical lows, so everybody gets hysterical and up, go interest rates. Right. So you're getting these swings on a day to day basis where people are literally running. You know, I always say it's like watching six-year-olds play football. You know, when the ball's in one corner, they all rush there. When it goes to the other <laughs> corner, they rush there. You know, it's just you just watching these kids run all over the place, and you're saying, "What's happening in front of my eyes?" So, I yeah, I, I just I, I just look at it and say, "Okay, let me wait." I'm not. You can't. You can't do anything sensible in these kind of markets.
1: No, you can't. Let's have a look at some of the individual stocks on the JSC Securities Exchange and you can both come in with a couple of your own. The ones that uh, caught my eye today on the upside, 4.1% up for Tiger Brands, Goldfields up 3.8%, AB InBev up 3.5%. On the downside, this is where it's juicier, but in a macabre way. Implex down 8.2 percent. Trueworths down 3 percent. Iron Ore down two and three quarters. Northern Platinum down two and a quarter. Anglo American Platinum six twenty
2: seven. Well, I wonder who was down 2.2 percent. <laughs> I
1: mean, look at that. There's there's <laughs> your Rand story as well, not just the, the strength <laughs> of the US dollar. Well,
2: well, you know, if if the CEO is of Implex, it is of Implex, hey? eh? Yeah, yeah, Implex. Uh, yeah. Makes a statement like that, you're hardly going to rush out and buy the shares. I mean,
1: I like so his he, honesty. I mean, he uh,
2: crashed the market.
1: Yeah, I like And, and Viv, know, I know like you're… you this morning. What? Sorry, so, go on. Know,
2: did you hear Barclays this morning? Only a stock crash can rescue the bond market. I mean, who says things like that? You know, hoping for a massive stock crash so that the bond market can steady. I, you know, that was the official statement that came out of Barclays. I mean, for God's sake. It's I don't believe you just said
1: that. I don't believe anybody just said that, no, David. How can they possibly say that? Because if there's a stock crash, then every everyone sells everything. So why would Barclays no, no, no. say that?
2: Go look at the headline. I mean, a bond
0: you're, crash. You're sorry.
2: Up. You've got Google in front of you. Mm-hmm.
0: you know? I, I, think, I, I think that the idea is that there's a crash, that will change central banks' minds here. Because, I mean, at the moment, I mean, you look at things that are like housing markets, etc the amount of money that you have to spend to service your bond at the moment in the US and Europe, et cetera, has gone up gigantically. I mean, oh. uh, people are really struggling at the moment. And it, it's it's something, I think, even in South Africa, I just looked at my bond, it's up over 30% from where it was when the rate hike cycle started, over 30%, you know, uh, and so that, that, is, that is a significant bit of pain coming through. And if the market does crash and central banks do rip, drop things a bit, mm-hmm. I think, yes, we are going to suffer in terms of our pensions, but a lot of people are going to be smiling because their home loans are cheaper, their car loans are cheaper, et cetera.
1: Okay. Either of you got any stocks outside of the ones that I mentioned that have caught your eye, either from a, in in a good way or in in a bad way? Viv, you're not really much of an individual stock man, uh, apart uh, well, unless yeah, it's, unless it's AI. It, yeah. And so you you, you uh, go first. Uh, please.
0: I want to ask David. I mean, ticket pay. You know, after that 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 crash, now it's up. Uh, I think it's about two two and 3 percent today. Okay. I mean, what do you make of this thing? Uh, oh, Bring like it back over.
2: I, I, hey. he's, he's got the personalities. Sean, hey, Sean Summers? You're talking and, about? Yeah. Ah, well, I had an interview with him. We had an interview in that, and I liked his enthusiasm. You know, he's wh- wh- why I liked his enthusiasm is that he says it's not complex. You know, we don't have to build distribution centers and all these things. He says you've just got to change people's mindset. You've got to change their passion. You've got to bring the passion back into a, into a market. You know, I can, I can understand that and uh, I can align myself with that. Does that mean uh, you're going to
1: go to a pick and pay now rather than a Woolworths? I like the idea. Be, but he, you've he got to explained. rebrand pick and pay. You've got to bring in Not new, new products and make it, uh, yes. the, the horrible yes. word, sexy. You've got to make it attractive. I'm going to pick and pay now because that, mm-hmm. uh, I, it, it's aspirational. I disagree. I, I think the pick and pay is pick and pay.
2: You know, Lindsay, what he was saying, and I'm not a retailer, you know, it's all about the feeling you get when you walk into a store, you know, the the look of the fresh food, pick and pay were the first people who brought in fresh product, you know, the bakery around there. All of these things are not difficult to change. which I think pick and pay lost its way in what were simple ways of merchandising or keeping customers happy in the store. And I think he's a, he's a retailer. I remember having a conversation with, with people from Tiger Brands, you know, when Tiger Brands was on the, kind of on the fall. And these were, these were people who'd been there for a long time, many, many years. And they said, Tiger Brands is a trading operation. It's a commodity trading operation. Why? Because what do they do? They sell bread. That's their biggest line, you know, or, or millie meal or whatever it is. Staples. And you've got yeah. to be able to – staples. You've got to be able to trade those staples. You know, you need traders. You need people with a trading mind, not MBAs. You know what I mean? Not okay. people who put al- uh, algorithms together. And it struck, you know, it struck me. And 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 so retail does have retailers. You know, you've 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 got to know the store. So I, I'm not. I'm certainly not going to go out and buy them. You know, if that's what you're thinking, not at all. But I think he's got a good chance of 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 picking things up. So he like seduced you an with an his analogy. with his rhetoric.
1: Is that, is that what you're saying? Which is mm. unusual. He
2: did. Yeah. He did. You but, know, but that's yeah. how we get to our partners, you know. Mm. You gotta charm people. Yeah. I liked his I liked his honesty. I liked his upfront. We said we said to him, Sean, can you come and talk to the firm tomorrow three? Of course you can, you know, boom, three o'clock, there he is. <laughs> you know, I liked that. You know, we can yeah, have to go through yeah. 600 secretaries. And,
1: well, he's only you know, been in the job for a done. week, so, I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I give me a call in a year's time. <laughs> and the share price As is I 25. Said, here's yeah, a
2: mother, Here's a mother nature truck driving up Call It Drive with lots of fresh fruit going to Woolworths. That's my sea view. I watch the trucks go by on Call It
0: Drive. <laughs> me I one caveat to this right yes. Have you seen check a sixty sixty subscription ninety nine runs a month okay yeah. Yeah. unlimited free deliveries okay you get uh, basically ten percent extra off on things uh, plus you bet basically uh, you know personalized offers from uh, like let's give this special offer to you free deliveries for ninety nine runs a month. Yeah. okay for things more than 30, 30 or 50 rounds so you, you think of it getting the thing going there as opposed to just getting your app out and just like you said all the stuff you mentioned were staples were actually commodities you know mini meals a commodity you know bread commodity uh, you know yeah. as long as, as, long as it, this is the this is the new world we're living in I mean I've been mm-hmm. looking at all these little kind of uh, scooter people around delivering guys uh, and the numbers just gone crazy mm-hmm. and I'm I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to try it on myself 99 rounds a month for unlimited free deliveries Mm. That, is, that, that is almost I, cheap enough. To make. Is, uh, listen, the competition's there. That's
2: great. Yeah. Uh, I, well, let's see I, how, how uh, mm-hmm. I don't, you responds. Know, I'm not a retailer. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, but you're a
1: consumer. You don't have to be a retailer. You have to be a consumer. You have to say... I like this. If there was a somewhere where you could walk for seven minutes, because you can't drive because the, the traffic lights are out, the robots are out. So you walk. There's a row of shops. One is Spa, one is Woolies, one is sh- ShopRite, Checkers, whatever it's called. One is Pick and Pay, and then there's a, a couple of others as well, maybe independent shops. Which one are you going to go into that's what you've got to say to yourself if they were in mm-hmm. the proximity i'm a proximity mm-hmm. shopper uh, myself but which one would you go to and i don't think viv that you would be a pick and pay mm-hmm. shopper
0: at the moment despite well, we, we, the fact that we, we, david loves sean I, summers i would go to any shop i sit at home and i press the numbers on my phone and get something delivered to my house for free once you have a free delivery service like this for 99 rounds a month like amazon has proven this prime thing works 99 runs a month, free delivery. Mm-hmm. You basically, I mean, you, you ignore the competitors because once you have a subscription service, you basically are not going to have a, a single place you buy from. You will never buy from Pick and Pay. You'll never buy from woolies unless there's something that's special in those shops alone. You'll only buy by default from checkers. And it's, it, if you're not a subscription service like this, you're basically locked down the market. It's, it's, it's going to be a game changer.
1: Here we go. David? and um, Mr. Summers are. is going to have to change his game in order to eat into the 60-60 the, the thing, whatever it's called, which is take I've a certain type in, of the population by I,
2: storm. I want to tell you something. Okay. Mr. Williams, 60-60 yes. have got a football team, and I run past them daily as they practice <laughs> in that upper ground. <laughs> All their bikes are outside, and I see them practicing football early in the morning.
1: Very good for them. Maybe there's some Arsenal <laughs> scouts there because they need them at the moment. <laughs> David, give us the closing JSE indices, please, and the value traded, if you would.
2: Value traded, still very low. Lindsay, we barely, as we went on air, we were down at about $10 billion, and I see in the closing auctions about $4 billion traded, which gives you an idea of where the, most of the trade takes place. So, Value traded about $15.5 mm. Now, first Rand's been up there all the time, every day for the last couple of weeks. Nice first, first Rand parlor mm. have been the big traders. Yeah, every day there's big, big trade there. But uh, we ended up, and, and a lot of that had to do with the Rand. You know, the Rand, what, when we first went on as well, and you said I was checking figures. Mm. I wanted to see how a lot of our stocks were trading in London and uh, because they're up quite a lot there, particularly our – our miners, but the all share index up, call it 0, yeah, it's 0.97%, say one percent up, uh, the resources up about a half a percent. Um financials actually led the way, banks up one and a half percent, the broader financial index one point two percent. And industrials up um round about one and a quarter percent. Um, led by those shares that you mentioned, you know, the A B M Bebs and so on. But but uh, Richmond and uh, so, so Richmond was also quite strong and so on. So uh, a reasonable, you know, a reasonable performance today after what we've seen. But a lot had to do with the with the with the weakness in the rand.
1: Yes, and Viv, uh, Viv, I don't know if you've got the US markets, but um, if you don't, I can give you them. I
0: think uh, I've done about a two thousand percent the S and P 500 right now. I uh, we are seeing, like you said. Uh, bit of negativity coming through the market. Uh, the Dow Jones down about just under half a percent. And looking at the NASDAQ, I mean, obviously, we uh, put up a different uh, market out there, but they actually are... Uh, the second year, the Nasdaq,
1: I just didn't get the wrong one. Nasdaq down nearly 1%, yeah. I think it is, 13,100 yeah, okay. and a bit. Okay, yeah. thanks. Very good. Yeah. Okay, gentlemen, excellent chat as always. Thank you very much for your insight. Viv Govinda, Issam Ranswiss, and David Shapiro from Sassin Securities, and that was the 5 o'clock shadow. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position,